In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Over the last three weeks, we've learned what it's like to work in this vineyard, which is the kingdom of God. Running a vineyard in the way of Jesus, the gospel way, is in the way of love. This, welcome, this love welcomes everyone who shows up, even those who are last. This love doesn't let regret last long, but transforms it into repentance. And now today we see this love as a persistent force against violence. Love does crazy things, and this vineyard shows it. It's crazy in a couple of senses of the word. First, are you crazy? What were you thinking? Like when a dad tells his son just before he grounds him for doing something irresponsible that borders on criminal. That's never happened to me. (laughs) Or crazy in the other sense. Are you crazy? Can you believe this? Like when... My wife won a year's supply of mint candies for guessing the right amount in this large jar. This parable shows what kind of crazy things love does. And it is crazy when you take a moment and think about it. First, on the negative side, why on earth do these tenants think they're going to inherit the son's inheritance, which would, in fact, be the vineyard, after they've gotten rid of his servants and and the landlord's son. It's not like the landlord has died, or it's not as if he has other important relationships in his life to which the inheritance would, in fact, go. Besides that, who's to say that this landlord doesn't have another son? or more servants, or an army at his disposal, or at least a guy named Rocco who will come and take care of these tenants. They're crazy to think they'll get away with it, to get something for being violent. But they are not the craziest people in this parable. I think the landlord is. First, he sends servants. They're beaten, killed, stoned. And a normal reaction would, to be, would, would be to show a little caution when you send someone else to receive and retrieve the fruits. But this landlord is not cautious. He simply sends more servants. Not the police, mind you, or Rocco, but just more of the same. And he gets the same reaction. Which all of us by now, in the gospel reading, we've kind of figured out how these guys operate. But the landlord hasn't. Or maybe, just maybe, he is so confident in the way he does things He doesn't need to change them. The landlord sends his son now to work with these goons. 
hoping for a different response. And that is crazy. Would any of us send our children into this situation on purpose? Who would do such a thing? No one would. Except a crazy landlord so intent to be in relationship with these tenants that he will do anything, risk anything, to reach out to them. And this is where we need to slow down and see that this landlord acts more like a desperate parent, willing to do or say or try anything to reach out to a wayward child than this landlord does as a businessman. Maybe you know someone like this who exercises the crazy kind of love, the unconditional kind of love. That parent who loves his child even though every time he does, the child returns it with violence. Probably not physical violence, but emotional or verbal violence. This landlord continues to love these tenants even though violence is their way of life. And that's crazy. The kind of crazy that comes from knowing that love is a persistent force against violence. That love will have the last word. And of course, Jesus is describing the image of God's love for the religious leaders that he is talking with this morning. When Jesus asks, what will the landlord do to these tenants? Jesus is giving another chance to the Pharisees to return the same kind of love he's shown them. The crazy love that wants to let them go of the regret and animosity and enjoy the fruits of the vineyard. But strangely, they insist on violence. And so the answer that they give to Jesus' question really only condemns themselves. They can't imagine a world with this kind of love. They're still stuck in a world that keeps score by making people feel bad for the past and won't release them. They're still stuck in a world that works by violence, by force, rather than love. So now we need to ask ourselves, not the question, what will the landlord do, but what did the landlord do? God the Father, the landlord of the vineyard, what did he do? And to that question, we know the answer. The Heavenly Father sent his Son, Jesus, to love us, to love us, who have done violence to him by rejecting not only him, but also hoarding all the blessings he's given to us. 
And when we killed him by putting Jesus on the cross, the Heavenly Father raised him from the dead, and he sent them back to us. And he keeps sending him back to us. Because he's persistent. Persistently bearing the message of God's crazy love for us. The tenants, if they simply received the love of the landlord, would have understood that he wants to share the fruits with them anyway. In that vineyard, there is plenty of fruit to go around. Too much for them to even use or take in. So in the end, they would have to be sharing it not only with the landlord, but with all the rest of the workers who are rejoicing in the vineyard. And of course, our Lord shares that same love with us here at the altar. The fruit that's crushed and transformed into the blood of Christ is that love that persistently keeps coming to us, desiring us to receive it and share it. Jesus desperately wants to be received with joy and with love. So that his love, which is too much for any of us to keep to ourselves, will be shared with others. When Jesus comes to us in the Lord's Supper, he wants our lives to be open to his. So that our lives are received into his and transformed into signs of the love that the Heavenly Father has shared with us. And at that moment, when we receive that love, we will be enlivened by its craziness that welcomes everyone, that lets go of the past by repenting, and that persistently keeps showing itself in a world that keeps rejecting it. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.